the power of prayer. As we finish up, walk it out. And our text is James chapter 5, verses 13 to 20. We're not going to read the entire text. I'll read portions of it in the truths that I'm going to share with you. But I want you to remember this portion of scripture. If you don't remember anything from the sermon today. James 5, 16 and the second section of it. The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power. Everybody say great power. Everybody say great power. Can you say, dare to say, I have great power. And I'm not just trying to kind of stir you up and give you a speech to get you excited. I'm talking about scripture right here. And our job, even though it looks way beyond us, is to trust, dare to believe in God. And that's what the Bible and every Sunday that, um, you know, pursuing God, following after God is what we do. The prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. Produces wonderful results. Results. Your prayer, my prayer, has great power. And therefore, in, in James, I want to share with you three pertinent truths about the power of prayer. Three pertinent truths. The first truth is, through the power of prayer, ordinary people can accomplish extraordinary things. Yes, you heard it right. James says in James 5, 17 and 18, Elijah was a man. Did you see that? Every word has some significance. Elijah was a man he was not a superhero with superhuman power none of the bible characters except jesus even jesus took physical limitation on himself he became a human and he trusted god his father remember that so the bible is telling us james is telling us you think elijah is this big prophet and god did great things through his life but james says hey i've got an insight and maybe jesus told him because he's the brother of Jesus. You know, Elijah is a great man. He did great things, but he was a normal man. And what, what does it say? He was a man with a nature like ours. With the same passion, hopes, dreams, temptations. In the human flesh, as long as you are living, you can be born again, you can fast for 21 days, still temptations will come. You got to battle bad thoughts every day. Even Jesus was tempted and resisted through the word. He that endures until the end shall be saved. So he is a regular guy, Elijah. But what did he do? He asked the rain to stop. Three and a half years, it stopped. And then he prayed and rain came back again. You know, prior to that, he also called fire from heaven. And fire came down. But it's really interesting. Scripture throws a window into the life of Elijah. He says, hey, Elijah is just like a man like you and me. What happens is Queen Jezebel threatens his life. In First Kings chapter 19, you can read the story. What does Elijah do? This great, courageous man who had done all these mighty things. Because he's just like us, he became scared. Here's what the Bible says. In verse 19, verse 3 and 4, when he saw that, he arose and ran for his life. Thank God that God does not hide the weaknesses of his saints. And I want to tell you the truth. Don't tell anybody. 
I'm really a coward. Confirm it with Bindu, she will tell you. Seriously, I'm not naturally bold. I cannot stand blood. I would faint. So my kids get hurt, my wife takes care of them. <laughs> I love them, but honey, no blood. Thank God, whatever we accomplish, we accomplish through his power. He ran for his life. In fact, look at how he's praying. Look at his prayer. He sat down under a broom tree throwing a pity party. Have you ever done that? Oh yes, I've done that so many times in 35 years of ministry. He prayed that he might die. He, what's his prayer? Lord, I wanna die. I cannot take this anymore. What I wanna let you know this morning is, prayer shows our absolute dependence on God. Without him, we cannot do anything. We are worthless. However, prayer also demonstrates faith in a mighty God, Ephesians 3.20 says, he is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ask or imagine. We who trust in the Lord Jesus Christ and don't stop there, that he's able to do. How does he do this? According to the power that is at work in us. The Holy Spirit, the third person of the Trinity, is deposited in you when you were born again. And we are filled every day through prayer to do extraordinary things for him. I have to move on, fighting against time. Uh, let me give you the illustration. Billy Graham, we know him as the, this bold evangelist with a booming voice, speaking to millions. His daughter came and asked him this question. He asked, uh, she asked, Dan, do you ever feel inadequate or intimidated? How dare you ask that question, right? But a daughter can't. You know what Billy Graham's answer was? All the time. Billy Graham, inadequate, intimidated. So daughter says, what do you do, dad, when you feel intimidated and inadequate? You know what the answer was? I pray. Now, doctor, daughters are curious, like she pushes him further. Dad, what do you pray? And here's Billy Graham's prayer, sitting, sitting in his rocking chair every day. This is what Billy Graham prays. Lord, help me. Holy Spirit, fill me. Lord, help me. Holy Spirit, fill me. Lord, help me. Holy Spirit, fill me. When you get that hot cup of coffee in the morning, sit down in your chair or sofa and cry out to God, Lord, help me. Holy Spirit, fill me. Do extraordinary things through my life, oh God. Do extraordinary things through my life. The second truth for power in prayer Mutual confession and forgiveness is a prerequisite. Wow, James has to bring that. He got us excited, now he has to bring this truth. <laughs> Preconditions, people, we always tend to skip that, right? We want the good part. Look at James 5, 16. Again, he says, the first part, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. Then he goes on and says, the prayer of a righteous man has great power. Confess your sin one to another. 
one of the greatest hindrances or the greatest hindrance to, to power in prayer is sin. All right? And as I said, sins of the sinners who have never trusted in Christ, you trust him today. At the end of the service, we'll give you an opportunity. Sins of the saints, we are sanctifi- being sanctified, okay? We're not glorified yet. We're not angels yet. Sins of the saints. And that's, in my 35 years of experience, the biggest hindrance to God moving in individuals and churches, families and churches, is that we play hypocrite in the body of Christ. We are afraid to share life with others because we'll be misunderstood and we'll be part of a rumor mill, right? Pastor Allen and Daystar wants to provide you a safe place. That's why growth track is important. House groups are important. You need to be connected to a core group of people that you can share all your struggles, pains, and temptations, and then they will love you, bathe you in prayer, won't judge you, but challenge you to pursue God. Amen? That's what, that's what it is about. That's what it is about. And guess what, folks? One of the biggest challenges, healing that we need today is relational healing. Yesterday we had a meeting for racial unity. God exposed a lot of things to me in my life. Healing of relationship among families, husband and wife. Marriage is not easy. Can I have an amen? (laughs) Ruth Graham, Billy Graham's wife says, marriage is the union of two good forgivers. You remember that definition. In fact, someone pressed her, said, uh, Billy Graham's wife, Ruth Graham, have you ever contemplated divorce? You know what Ruth Graham's answer was? Divorce? No. But murder, (laughs) yes. And that's why I sleep with one eye open. (laughs) Bindu is too strong. Too strong. Pastor T.D. Jake says, unforgiveness is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. Pretty powerful, isn't it? Unforgiveness hurts you more than the person you hold a grudge against. You got to give it up. You'll say it's hard. You don't know how much. And I've gone through hurts in my life and I've hurt others. Therefore, this morning, I want to challenge you. If your wife, your husband, your children are sitting beside you, you can reach out and hold their hands and say, I choose to forgive you seven times, 70 times seven every day of my life. We want to live life together. We want to glorify God together. And we're going to ask God to pour out his love into our hearts. And that's the only way. That's the only way we can have a blessed family life. Finally, the power of prayer. heals the sick. So after you confess, it opens the doorway for God to move. And I pray God keeps Daystar, the church that is a safe place for everyone to come. James says now in five verses 13 onwards, is anyone among you sick? What do you do? 
Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing, watch this, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will raise him up, and if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. Watch this. I agree with the expositor's commentary. It says, uh, oil was one of the most commonly used medicines of biblical times. The anointing application here is medical. James here is prescribing both prayer and medication. Nothing wrong with medication. Nothing wrong with going to a doctor. They are part of God's healing movement. And aren't you glad we are part of some of the great, you know, medical facility around the world? And if you are a doctor, any medical dentist, medical personnel, please sign up, please. We need you. It helps us bridge, build a bridge. We run out of doctors with the places that we go. Builds a bridge to the community and everything we do is great commission so we can touch their hearts and bring them to the Lord Jesus Christ. However, like King Asa, we cannot just trust in doctors and medicines. And as we know, there are many sicknesses that cannot be healed by medicine. And we need the power of God to heal. In fact, in the, you know, secular research and studies say, you know, conducted by Duke, Dartmouth, and uh, Yale universities, say, they say that prayer and religious involvement, and we know Christianity is a relationship even far better than religious involvement, helps with healing and health. Studies show that religious people tend to live healthier lives they're less likely to smoke and to drink and drive. He <laughs> none of us do that, right? He says, in fact, people who pray tend to get sick less often. Wow. They say prayer works. And tell you the truth, we need to be undergirded in our Christian faith. Here's the truth. According to scripture and personal experience, not every sickness gets healed. Let me give you an example. I watched it up close and personal. I'll tell you more story about our lives, but it's just a miracle of God. My parents had left their home in the south. They were middle-class farmers living in a tropical paradise. I wish they had stayed there, but 52 years ago they came to a state with less than one half of 1% Christians called the graveyard of missions. For 18 to 20 years, we went hungry to bed. But the initial years, you know, we have five brothers, one sister. We had a sister and two of us, my older brother and I, all three of us sleeping on the cement floor because we didn't have much furniture. All three of us suffered high fever. And my parents prayed because they didn't have money to go to a hospital. They cried out to God. And here's the truth. He said, when they prayed, immediately, both the boys, their fever broke. But my sister died at age two. On the contrary, I have another brother who's a pastor in India now, Davis. When he was six to eight years old, he came down with polio, paralyzed from the neck down. He was in the hospital for a couple of months. We went to one of the famous orthopedic doctors, Dr. Merchant there in India. He said, we cannot do anything, you gotta take him home. And I still remember today my brother with neck brace, steel boots. And my mom said, I'm gonna give him to the Lord. And maybe it's harsh, this is how she prayed. Lord, I'm in a pagan 
place, no friends, no relatives. Either you take this boy or heal him. And guess what? God is secure, folks. You can throw anything at him, okay? She took oil, like the scripture mentions, started massaging my brother. I remember my brother holding the bed and walking like this. And God's power started to move in his body. And today, he is walking and leaping and praising and preaching the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. I am the Lord. He says, I am the Lord that heals you. I'm the Lord that heals you. That is the character of God. So this is what you do, people. This is what you do every day. Every day, please. And I'm reminding myself. I remember when we were sleeping on the floor, my dad would come cry over us. And say, Lord, I have nothing to give these children. They, seemingly, they have no future. You won't realize 18 to 20 years of hopelessness is very hard. But I pray you will provide for them. And I want to, for the glory of God, all my brothers are more successful than I am. How does that happen? The power of prayer. Every Sunday we have a prayer team. Listen to this, I want you to get this truth. Healing of bodies and God's miraculous provision is not done by some charismatic finny hen coming into town and healing people. In fact, that's why people don't trust in healing anymore. Healing him is the body of Christ praying for your bodies to be healed. Every blessing God gives, everything God chooses to do, He does it through you, the church, and we as a corporate church, there is power when we come together. And I remember Horseman Creek, one of my great friends, Dr. Bruchette, he's a medical doctor, he's praying for the sick. I appreciate the prayer team. I appreciate every ministry that is done. I'm your biggest fan. This is amazing what God is doing here. We cannot settle for less. We have to dare to believe God for greater things. The world and future is at stake. Don't wait for someone to come and stir you up all the time. The Spirit of God is in you. Be stirred up every day. Be stirred up every day. And watch this. While I preached a couple of years ago at the downtown campus, God has blessed us with this place and we got a break ground this year for the other building. Why? Why? Buildings are important not because it looks, we can gloat about it. Buildings bring in people and people get the mission done. Amen. That's the only, only, only purpose to glorify God. I, after I preached, I saw a man on crutches and he gave me the liberty to talk. Travis a friend of Ernie, he was on his crutches, had gout in his toe. And I'm always, whenever there's a need, I move to pray. And I've seen hundreds of people get healed in India, but this is just an example here. I was moved to pray for him, and guess what? Travis got healed of the gout and never had that gout again for the last two to three years. God is amazing. So we're gonna pray right now. First, 
The biggest miracle is not someone getting healed physically. The biggest miracle is happens in your soul. Here's what I believe, and I want you to get this. I rather limp all my life and run into heaven than be healed right now from my lameness and walk into hell. Healing of the soul is the most important healing. And that happens when you cry out to Jesus. So we're going to pray for our sins to be forgiven. And then we're going to pray for God to touch our bodies and heal. Shall we all stand? And if you believe with me, raise your right hand to heaven. Saying, I believe publicly on the left hand on your heart. And pray with me, sinners and saints alike. And I'm a sinner. We're all sinners saved by his grace. Will you shout out with me, Lord Jesus, you are our savior. You died on the cross. According to 1 Peter 2.24, you took our sins. Forgive my sins. Wash me with your precious blood. And you also took my sickness upon your body. And by your stripes, I was healed. And in the mighty name of Jesus, I pray God's power will touch your people. Break the chain of sin and sickness and release and set the captives free. In Jesus' mighty name and all God's people glorifying him. Giving glory by clapping our hands and giving Amen. glory. Let's give God praise. Let's give God. Hey everyone, thanks for checking out Daystar Church online. I hope that this message encouraged and strengthened your faith today. We would love to hear about what God is doing in your life. So please email us about it at mystory@daystargso.com. If you'd like to find out more about Daystar Church or how you can get involved and support our ministry, just visit our website, daystargso.com. Thanks again, and we hope to have you back soon.